Welcome back. This is Harmonize Your Life Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color with your host, Dr. Tony Alvarado. And I am glad to have you here with me once again to talk about issues of self-care, particularly in the uh, African-American community, among women of color, families of color, black men's health, all those things that, um, that we need to be a healthy community. I have a dynamic couple that's going to close out our month. Um, this month, we have been dealing with some very serious matters concerning self-care. And uh, last week and this week, I have two uh, couples that have come to us to talk about this issue of self-care in marriage. And last week, you heard from Bishop Michael Canyon and Dr. Tanda Canyon, and they shared their testimony of how the Lord brought them through. Um, the COVID-19, their battle and scare with COVID-19 and what they have done over the years, their 34 years of marriage and how they have supported one another and most recently how they supported one another through this COVID-19 pandemic as they both were sick and hospitalized um, and and Dr. Tanda Canyon even shared how um, she literally almost died and how they supported each other. And, and they're still yet in their recovery and have a powerful testimony. If you have not listened to that episode, I invite you to go back and grab it. But this week we have a couple who is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I know them personally, walk with them uh, in ministry uh, in, in my local church. But even before, they were members of, of my local church, of the church where Bishop Alvarado and I had service pastors. We have been friends for a number of years uh, in, in, uh, since I've been in the Atlanta area. I can't, it seems like I've been knowing y'all forever. But, uh, but I want to introduce this power couple to you. Michael and Tina Gamble are our guests on today. Let me read you a little bit of their bios. Michael uh, Gamble is a uh, 45-year career in the radio industry, started at the age of 15 in his hometown of Jacksonville, Florida, at the WPDQAM 600 radio station. <laughs> Michael's work in major market radio began in Atlanta at the WIGO in August 1976 and was later hired by then uh, powerhouse competitor WAOK in 1979. While at WAOK, he was promoted to program director and later to director of gospel programming, overseeing the company's three gospel stations to include Heaven 600 WCAO Baltimore, which he established with uh, Lee Michaels and Heaven 97 KHVN Dallas, Texas. Michael has received the prestigious Marconi Award and other nominations for his work in the radio industry and gospel community. With his diverse background and experience, Michael is considered an expert in gospel radio and asked to serve on countless panels and conference workshops. He and his wife, Tina, operate CLI Media and New Media Direct, a media buying and digital marketing agency specializing in activating advertisers sponsor, and sponsors for urban faith-based radio. All right, that's some good stuff about Michael. Let's hear about Tina now. Tina is a fashion stylist, a certified life coach and social skills teacher at the Harvest Rain Academy after school program. For over 25 years, she enjoys mentoring and empowering women to feel and look their best from the inside out. Tina, you'll be happy to know we did a session earlier this month with Michelle uh, Patton Johnson on this same oh. issue. You know, <laughs> she acknowledged her call to ministry in 1995 at the Capitol View United Methodist Church under the pastorate of Pastor Otis and Evangelist Laura uh, Pickett. Um, they uh, were members there from 1991 to 2006, and Tina served as the worship leader, youth minister, and director of after-school and summer camp programs there for eight years. In 2003, Tina created Choices, training the la that lasts a lifetime, an eight-week program designed to train and help young ladies of all ages build their self-esteem, 
learn basic etiquette and teach them how to manage body shaming and social media stigmas. In 2013, after being healed of cancer, she created Choices, the Pathway to Self-Awareness for Women. Tina is known for her real talk style of teaching God's word and has been instrumental in changing the lives of women from all walks of life. Tina and her husband, Michael, have been married for 31 years. Mike and Tina together have a passion to help encourage and restore marriages and facilitate countless workshops and conferences. They are often special guests on Praise 102.5, radio host K.D. Bowles, Man Up Community, Couples Edition. They became members of Grace Church International under Bishop Alvarado and myself, and they have given oversight to our marriage ministry for a number of years, from 2009 until 2017. They served as the principal leaders, and now they're still a part of the leadership team of our marriage ministry, the GCI for Life Marriage Ministry. They have four adult children, five grandchildren, and um, a dog named, uh, uh, <laughs> their dog, their Maltese <laughs> named Mao Shi. All right, come on now for the dog lovers. You know, I'm going to have to, you know, see if Leo can do a dog play date or something with, with yeah. the, although Bishop says dogs like Leo eat dogs like uh, my. Yeah, like Right. <laughs> right. But anyway, welcome, guys. It's so good to have you on the Harmonize Your Life podcast today. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good, good, good. Thank you again. And I, um, listen, you know, I, I'm passionate. We are about um, ministering to couples, and you all have shared that same passion, uh, which is why we had you serve for so many years over our marriage ministry. How long have you all been married now? It'll be 32 years in September. 32 September. years in September. So you have some good history together. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Good history together. Absolutely. And you've seen each other through many ups and downs. Yes. You know, absolutely. and so, you know, um, in these last two month, weeks of the month of June, because Bishop and I celebrate our wedding anniversary in the month of June. I thought it would be fitting, be befitting to invite some couples to share uh, on the podcast um, about self-care in marriage, okay? Um, we've been married 27 years, and um, and uh, this this year, June 26th, um, is our wedding anniversary. Be 20, it's 27 years for us on June 26th, and um, so... I know what it's like to be able to support my husband's health goals and him support me and my goals. And we do things a little differently, he and I, but yet we both are uh, serious about being healthy and we have to support one another in those goals. And so I wanted to kind of delve through that, delve into that uh, a little bit with you guys and just kind of hear your story or share. I wanted you to share your story with the podcast um, listeners in what you do in your marriage, how you all support each other, what do you do individually, and what do you do together, what has been some of your struggles. And then um, uh, uh, I want you to share a little bit about your journey, uh, Tina's journey through cancer and how you work together uh, through that season of your of your marriage. So, yeah, let's just jump in and talk about it a little bit, uh, guys. So let's talk. So what do well, you think? Well, thanks, thanks, Dr. Tony, for having us. Initially, when Tina and I were dating in the early 80s, um, we both kind of came into our awareness, spiritual awareness, and and we had I needed to make a decision whether or not I was going to marry her. And mm -hmm. I elected uh, at that time, this, this was not what I was ready to do. And quite frankly, I wasn't either man enough or mature enough, if not both to take on a woman and her two children. Mm -hmm. uh, but a couple of, two, three years later, after I recommitted my life to the Lord and started going to Bible study and uh, pursued a real single life, just going to church, going to work, going to church, going to work, you know, uh, I talked to one of my spiritual fathers and I told him, man, I am having a rough time with the single thing. The long and short of it was, he told me, I perceive it's time for you to be praying about a wife. And uh, so, um, I was reading my Bible one day and the scripture jumped out at me at um, um, a man who finds a wife, finds a good thing 
and obtain favor of the Lord. And at that time in my life, I needed as much favor as I could get my hands on. So um, one day I, I, I was thinking of Tina. I had some tickets to a concert <laughs> and um, I called Tina just to see whether she was in town. She was. And we kind of rekindled our relationship at that point. Uh, so uh, shortly after that, eight months later, I think we got married. And um, Tina was a singer at the time. She was in entertainment. I was still in uh, media and radio, part-time capacity at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, but we always were friends. We were always encouraging and, and uh, supportive of one another in whatever endeavor we, we uh, chose. And so that has been the foundation of our journey, being best friends and partners and supporters of one another. Wow. Um, Wow. As, so, as time went on, mm -hmm. um, uh, as time went on, naturally, um, I, I was promoted and my career started taking place. And we were concerned about merging our two families. I had a son from a previous relationship and she had her two children. So uh, God was faithful to us. We were we knew we had to go to church. We had to go to every marriage seminar because we had a blended family. Mm -hmm. And we believed that we just kind of bail ourselves to the people of God and every marriage retreat that we thought was really worthwhile that we would make it. And we, and God has been faithful and 31 years going on 32 years later, we're, we're still together. Wow. 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 And, and so Dr. Tony, that is the foundation yeah. of how we've been able to question you're asking as far as support each other, mm -hmm. because how we came together, we had to choose to stay supportive you know that blended family piece mm. uh, is a piece and you have to really work it out um early on and i didn't take i didn't think anything of it because my mother has always been taking vitamins she was always mm -hmm. exercising mm -hmm. and everything but uh, one time when michael was in ohio he noticed she had the vitamin bible and what had happened i shared with him yes when she would get a pill from the doctor, mm -hmm. she would go to this vitamin vitamin book <laughs> that we call the vitamin Bible and find out what the vitamin was to supplement for this pill. Wow. And that's what she began to do. What Michael just was like, wow. So it just so happened after that, we started really investing in vitamins because he saw how she was. And we had kids getting ready to go off into school, you know, college and everything. And there was a period, honestly, we, we didn't have, have any, health, we didn't health have insurance. any health insurance. Uh, we were praying for them every day and and, and, and taking those by. And do you know? <laughs> I think it was a five four year <laughs> Do you know no one was sick? No, we didn't have. Wow. Any. And so that I don't know if just God just allowed that to show us this is important. Where everyone else is getting colds. We, so we took it seriously, the importance of now let's just, we got to make sure we put in our bodies okay. what yeah. they need. Okay. So when you say you, so part of your thing has been your vitamin regimen and things of yeah. that nature. Do you all find that uh, as a couple, do you find, have you had any struggles in maybe Mike prefers certain things over what you prefer, you know, cause sometimes when it comes like to eating healthy, I'll use that yeah. as an example. So, yeah. you know, a lot of times maybe one spouse is on this, I'm going to eat healthy kick. And then the other spouse right. feel like they've been drugged along. I got to eat it cause you're eating it. You know, that kind of thing. Have y'all had any moments like that where maybe Mike was on a, on a journey and Tina, you came along or Mike, you on a, I mean, Tina, you on a journey and Mike, you came along or, you know, was it, has, who has influenced the other one in some seasons? Well, what's interesting, cause you know, I'm a vegetarian. Right. So what, even though I would still cook me, I, I still did the cooking and everything, but what I've noticed since going through the healing of cancer, Michael has definitely changed his eating habits of, um, uh, I mean, from just a lot of stuff that he used to just eat all the time. Yeah. So um, I think we it was a give and take. Um, I but I would say that 
he he's come a long way because mm-hmm. I've kind of been consistent and been going through, you know, having to change everything. There are things that we just got out of the house. We, we wouldn't bring in the house. Right. And um, it helped me, but I noticed he started eating more healthier. So would you say, Mike, Mike, let me ask you this, Mike, just in your estimation, I mean, a lot of times what I've seen is that wives tend to go on these journeys and then (laughs) husbands become influenced by their wives on these journeys. Have you noticed that as a pattern sometimes with men? Yes, not not as often as it should be. Um, Sometimes, I guess it's the nature of us to Sometimes I think we're, we're a lot tougher. We can endure a little longer. We don't have to do it quite yet, more than we ought to. Women are more secure-minded. They don't take as many risks. I think subconsciously we take a little more risk than we should. And so are you saying the men, wait a minute, let me just make sure I'm understanding. So you're saying for men, they tend to think they don't have to do it right now. I could do it later. Right. Okay. Correct. And, and I find that with most of my colleagues, fraternity brothers, et cetera, we... Um, when you have that conversation and, and they should, they are a little more amenable as they get older because you can always push that button and appeal to them. But Dr. Tony, when, when I was working, team was mostly a housewife. One of the businesses that we started was we were, um, I was working for a gentleman who sold natural herbs. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a hoax. <laughs> I, was, I knew, listen, I knew I wasn't going to be there long because my conscience wouldn't let me you know, selfie. He was selling a bag of herbs for sixty-seven bucks. A bag of loose herbs for sixty-seven dollars. Now, I was his media buyer. I bought radio time on different stations all around the country. And when he would ask me to go in the back and and record the testimony, well, Doctor Tony, you know, you can't get old ladies to lie about spending their sixty-seven dollars. And 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 it didn't work. And I stayed there. I worked with him for a year. I want to let you know now. I worked with him for a year. I began to read up on at that time. This is the mid-latter 90s, right before our oldest went to college. I began to read up on these different herbs and say, wow, these herbs have some real benefit to them. Well, this is a year and a half. This man sold 100 bags of herbs a day. Oh, my God. A day, for a year. Now, that's a long time to hoodwink people. <laughs> and when you're talking about, and it was mostly older women. They were either, you know, grandmamas and mothers, and, and they would buy it for their husbands or their children, their sons. And let me tell you, the testimonies were incredible. You couldn't have paid people to do them. So at that point, I was pretty much convinced there's something to it. So my wife and I began to drink this tea. And tea used they have some incredible um, migraine. migraine headaches. I mean, excruciating. And one day we were driving one day. She said, she looked at me. She said, do you know, I haven't had a migraine headache and I don't know when. Wow. And that, was, that yeah. was not one, that was not one of the characteristics of the herbs, but it was just one of the benefits. Yeah. We just didn't mm-hmm. know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the herbs in there was um, ginkgo, ginkgo biloba, which we found out to be good from, for, for memory and for the brain and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So from that point on, coupled with the experience I had with my mother-in-law, and uh, by the way, it really caught my attention when my mother-in-law was at church on Mother's Day. I think they came up for yeah. Mother's Day, and all the mothers, they were asking the oldest mothers to stand up. Uh-huh, uh-huh, and, yeah. And, and my mother-in-law was the was the, literally the last one, and she looked younger than almost all the other women before her. <laughs> And that's what really got my attention. So to fast forward, Tina and I recognized there was importance in that, significance in that. And we we just would buy it. Tina's the kind, she just gets on board. If it makes sense and she's comfortable with it, she just gets on board. So we would begin to to begin to um, buy vitamins and minerals. Okay. Yeah, and, and that was our journey. Well, Tina, you know, I'm th- I think I'm learning some of the secrets of your beauty because anybody that knows Tina, if you're listening to this podcast and you don't, if you've never seen Tina Gamble, you know she is stunning, right? She is just like a stallion, tall, slim, just, yeah. and she does not look her age. Trust me, she does not. So, Tina, yeah. I think I'm finding out the secret of your success. Your mama yeah. did slipping you them herbs all your That's life. Right. Them herbs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm serious, and Dr. Two. And drinking that water. Oh, yes. 
was a believer yeah. in drinking all, if, the, if you're supposed to drink this amount today, you're supposed to drink it to replenish. And she just was yeah. ahead of the time, her, her time dealing with that. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking about in sickness and in health, and we're talking about uh, marriage and self-care. And Tina, you know, I know from, uh, you and your father and your mother for years, how long your parents married before? 64 years. 64 years before he went home to be with the Lord first and then mom. Um, yeah. And um, I know, Mike, your father died when you were younger, right? And your mother raised you. But your mother lived a long time. Both of you come from mothers who lived a long time. How long was your mother when she passed, Mike? Well, she was 97, but my dad didn't pass until he was 83. Wow. And, and that, was, uh, that was 1993. Wow. So So y'all come from people that lived a long life and okay, good, Mm -hmm. good, good. I mean, that, that, that's impressive. And so you both have seen marriage modeled in longevity is what I'm trying to say. You both have seen marriage modeled in longevity. So maybe do you think maybe you got some of the way you all operate in terms of supporting each other in, in your fitness goal, your health goals, and just in general, from what you saw modeled. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, and Dr. T, another thing, um, actually the anniversary of it is coming up on the 2nd. June mm-hmm. 2nd was our real first traumatic experience when I had Gideon is when I had those three massive hemorrhages and died, had that whole out-of-body experience. Mm-hmm. That within itself, early on, it was what, oh, yeah. our second year of marriage. I mean, third. No second. Yes, yeah, second mm-hmm. year of marriage. Mm-hmm. And um, it was so, it, I think because of the closeness of losing life, mm. it really fought and really was more intentional about mm. being the, there for each other mm. and just, you know, helping mm-hmm. each other out. I think, because as you were talking, I was really thinking back on that. And um, from that experience, mm-hmm. I know that made us hold on even you know, in talking with the Canyons, um, uh, Bishop Michael Can- Canyon said something. I, I even shared it with, with Bishop Alvarado when we got done. He talked about, you know, they went through the COVID-19. They're recovering from COVID-19 right now, both of them. And mm-hmm. and he said that for him, he was more afraid of dying and leaving his family, leaving his wife, than he was right. about dying himself. It was like the thought of he might die and leave her right. was what scared him the most. And he exactly. and he said that, you know, for when he left to go to the hospital, she stayed home. Um, uh, he went to the hospital first. And he said, wow. you know, when she to when he turned around and looked in her eye and the look in her eye said, will he come back? And so he was like, he'll just never forget the look that was in her eye. And she talked about, she it's, it was so emotional. She said she even teared up on in our interview and said it's hard for her to even talk about it right now. The fact mm-hmm. that they it was the first time they the real possibility of losing one another yeah. right. um, was and you know and we take these vows. You know we stand before God and a community. Even with, even if we are standing in front of a justice of peace or whatever, we say you know our vows in sickness and in, we say for richer for poorer. Right. For better, or for worse, for richer, for poorer, uh, in sickness and in health. till death do us part. You know, we say we make that vow. And there's a couple of things I, I want to say about that. And I want to get you all to share a little more about that piece. And that is, you know, we say it often, Bishop and I, that when when couples stand, when we when we're getting married, when we are actually making those vows, we're not really thinking worse we're thinking better we're not thinking poorer we're thinking richer we're not thinking Mm -hmm. sickness we're thinking health right so you know nobody's standing on their wedding day thinking oh lord i'm just so glad to be able to support this person if we lose everything and have to start all over i'm just so glad you connected me and i you know we're not thinking lord if they get sick thank you for giving me the opportunity to care for them the rest of their life that's Mm -hmm. not what we're thinking and Mm -hmm. but life happens right? right and things happen and even though we're Christians, things happen. That does not Absolutely. exempt us from life and from things happening. So talk about the importance of those vows that we make and and how those vows are tested when one of us becomes sick. 
Well, let let me throw this in before I respond, Dr. Tony. When uh, when Tina and I got in, when I got engaged, I asked Tina to marry me, and we were talking. Before I before we set a marriage date, I told her, and this this was just how I came up in the Lord. You know, uh, when I made my commitment, I was just in, and I told her. You know, I, I want you to meet my my elder, my, my big brother in the faith, like a father to me. And, you know, if he says it's not time to get married, we're going to have to wait till homeboy says it's time to get married. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, the reason I'm mentioning that is because there was a point in time when um, I told, you know, I told Tina that uh, we were we were at a, a couple of functions or whatever. And we would, you know, we would talk about just being together, you mm -hmm. know, and, and, mm -hmm. and, um, and we were committed to that. Mm -hmm. And I think out of that, as we approach getting married, that, you know, we kind of decided it's, it's going to be just you and me, baby. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. our children going to be gone. So at some point it's going to be you and I. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think toward that end, after the event with Gideon being born, mm -hmm. I think it was the resurrection of man, we got to take care of each other. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, I had okay. gotten diagnosed with diabetes and having <laughs> sugar problems because my father had it, but mm -hmm, it was really because mm -hmm. I, I followed that same diet. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, and I mm -hmm. came to realize that, man, you can manage that and eradicate that if you do right by your body, because your body has the ability to, to heal okay. itself. Okay. But, but um, our covenant, we, we just took our vows serious that okay. it's you and I. Okay. And, um, and I think Tina, you know, Tina felt the same way and we pretty much have tried to live toward that. I'm the kind of guy, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the one mess up. Mm -hmm. I want to be the one saying, the Lord saying, Mike, if you just done what you say you were going to do. So I try to double check myself. Okay. And I am personally a fan of hers. We have been, <laughs> you know, I, I like I that. I've been a fan of her. No, really. I've been a supporting fan. When I first met the sister, she had just, she had a, a, a four, a, how old kilo? Five. And a seven-year-old single in Atlanta coming here out of any, a traumatic event in her hometown. Okay. And she came here on faith. And she was, uh, when I, my first time addressing her, I won't make this long. The first time I went to see her, she was listening to a gospel radio station. And they were collecting food for families. <laughs> but she, at that time, she was getting food stamps. Oh, wow. And she was putting food aside to take down to that radio station. I knew she was special then. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. I knew she was special. I'm like, homegirl is a real thing. Tina. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The taking our vows seriously yeah. and mm -hmm. and uh, just the whole supportive piece and um, I, Dr. Tony, after that experience um, of really knowing that you're going somewhere because mm -hmm. you know the whole mm -hmm. i saw them working on me i okay. knew mm -hmm. um, that i had died and i knew it wasn't my time so all of that just got very serious to me so from that point on every day becomes important every okay. day so even like i'm a check and balance with michael because since he changed his diet one of the things i do i may i'm checking him out i'm checking when he's losing weight i'm checking when he's gaining weight you know okay okay being mm -hmm. more aware both right. of us okay and he does the same with me okay uh, because we we know we're particularly not, as we get older yes mm -hmm. uh, what's crazy is our kids we've heard more from our children during this pandemic <laughs> We have to realize we're in the vulnerable age. Right, right, right. And so they're calling, making sure, are y'all staying in? Are you <laughs> staying healthy? Are you covering us? You know? and, um, but we have to take it seriously, our bodies. But Take I mean, it seriously, okay. We have to take it seriously, you know, um, um, just eating right, just making sure that he's taking or because he's been trying to actually wean off of whatever the little pill is he's taking. So I'm more of, are you eating? Are you okay. getting all your carbs? Mm -hmm. are you, you know, just, and exercise. Now that's a piece we got to pick up from you. Right. Okay. Because right. both of us, we, right. now we have to get this, these muscles. Okay. Uh, you know, the physical part. Well, I want to recommend walking. I'm telling you, it, if you can't do anything else, yeah. walk. And you can walk yeah. together, walk separately. Yeah. 
getting walking clubs or, you know, I just, I've committed this year um, with this pandemic, particularly that now I walk on Tuesdays and Thursdays and it has been the most, I call it my therapy now. It's yeah. part, well, part of my therapy. I still see my therapist and do other things, but that's been part of my therapy and my self-care through this yeah. um, pandemic is yeah. going to different, and then taking advantage to go to different parks and walk. So, yeah. so it's giving me giving me an opportunity to see things that I hadn't seen that's right been in my backyard or a right. few few yards away and just seeing nature and enjoying yes. nature and stuff like yes. that has been reviving me and keeping yes. me health, healthy and whole during this time. diagnosed with cancer what year was that it was 2013 2013 and you went through um couple, i think a surgery and some other things that you had to go through treatment cancer yeah. treatment so right. talk to us a little bit about how you all um mike what did, how did how did that huh. how did you wow. what was that like for you supporting um, her and this not to be deep i think i was just kind of an automatic pilot and out of my, I was, I really wasn't, I was doing a lot of things. I was still working. We had a business where that had just started picking up. My mother was in declining health and my wife gets this diagnosis. So I kind of, for a long time with a smile and mm -hmm. trying to keep myself encouraged was a zombie, just kind mm -hmm. of an automatic pilot. I would call Bishop at any time of day or night. He would always be there. Give me an encouraging word. He'd say, hey man, if you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like laughing, laugh. He said, if you you feel like cussing, try not to, but you know, <laughs> he said, but you know, he said, what you feel is what you feel. And that was very helpful to me. Um, but uh, I knew that Tina and I had at least invested our time in really trying to eat right, trying to take vitamins and minerals, which we found to be a very vital, important part of our health. And so literally um, I was just confident in that. Okay. And uh, I would talk to the doctor and I would read up as much as I could understand without a medical, you know, background and uh, knew that she had a chance of recovery. Mm -hmm. And, but, mm -hmm. but one of the things that really stood out was I knew her, I knew mm -hmm. her commitment to her diet. I knew her commitment to her God. I knew she was the best wife, best mother. I said, she has every natural reason for, for God and for her body to respond in her favor. That's oh, just my rationale. I love that. I like That's the way you rationale. put that. For yeah. God and her body because of what she had done before the cancer. Yeah. Yes. And that that's yes. important because, yes. you know, a lot of times when if you're already at a level of health, a certain level of health when sickness comes, you know, that's yes. been one of the things that they're telling us about the COVID-19. Now, of course, you know, there's always outliers sure. to anything. And um, there's still a lot we don't know about COVID-19. Right. But one of the things early on they were saying was that it, it – it, it impacted people with pre-existing conditions sure. differently in in a much sure. more severe way, and some yeah. even lost their lives because of pre-existing conditions. Not right. so much the COVID nineteen, but the other stuff that they couldn't that's get right. treated. That's and right. so yeah. that's one of the reasons why I advocate for staying healthy because it doesn't mean sickness won't come, right. but it does better your chances of recovery. Yes. If you're if you're already at a certain level of health and wellness. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Dr. T, it's not. Uh, I think if we were open to just a little research, we'll find the the body that God created is an incredible body. Mm. It's created to yeah. heal and heal itself. Yeah. If you don't if you don't continuously damage it through uh, poor eating and lack of exercise. Yes. And yes. It really is. It, as simple as a cut on your arm. If you if you wash it, make sure it doesn't get infected. It'll heal itself. It will. It really is. Yeah. It Body will. It's really developed to do it's that. It's designed to do so. And, yes. you know, 70, 75 to 80% um, uh, research is saying 75 to 80% of diseases are connected to lifestyle. They're lifestyle yes. diseases. That's exactly right. Now, of course, there, like I said, there's always outliers and there's always things that are beyond our control, sure. genetic things, environmental things, and that sure. come upon us, even if we are taking good care of ourselves, yeah. um, there are things that happen, uh, like right. this virus that we're experiencing right now, this pandemic. Yeah. This right. is beyond our control. 
Um, but if I do get it, I, you know, my prayer is that my body will respond in a way that will help heal itself uh, and not take me out from it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dr. Tony, that's why this is so important. This platform that you've been promoting has been so helpful because it, people, they have to hear over and over. And now with this, it's not getting ready to go anywhere. No, it's so not. We can't even let our guards down. And that is kind of where I've been, um, especially since the can going through cancer. I take the same vitamin that I, I took. Mm -hmm. And I was going through cancer. And since I refused right. that round of chemotherapy, chemo, right. I said, well, you know what? Then what's been working, I just need to continue to do. Yeah. And wow. even, so when the pandemic and, you know, they were shutting things down, even at the academy, um, I they were asking who was afraid to come, who, you know, had elderly parents or whatever. Right. And I said, I don't have a problem. Right. Because wow. I had to build my immune system up even more than what I was doing before I started at the academy because parents send their little kids mm -hmm. snotting all over the place mm -hmm. and coughing. Mm -hmm. That's right. And there were a few times I would come, I would feel something in my throat. I had to double up on my seed, mm -hmm. get my turmeric, black, yeah. black, black seed, seed oil, oil, my olive oil. Oh, Lord. Yep. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I feel like I'm listening to Dr. Calvin Ellison all over again. He was on my, he yeah. was, he's a part of the June series and yeah. he talked about that turmeric and all of that. I just, yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, I, and, and Tina, I want to go back to something. You, you said you refused a round of chemo. Yes, I had, I was, I was, um, they had, what's it called? The protocol for my healing, I was supposed to have four rounds of chemo, chemo which came home with me it looked just like a water bottle and it was attached to me right okay for four days it was some of the strongest chemo that you get okay you, know, you have to you usually just go there and have your chemo well no right. i had to go home and it stayed with me for days and then i was supposed to do it at the end of my radiation the last four days right after the first four days um I started having, I had a vision of my home going at church. And I was like, oh no, the devil's a lie. And, um, but I felt something different with my body. Mm. And so every time I thought about when I was supposed to take the next round of chemo, I got very nervous. I got that, I was being grieved. Um, you know how you mm -hmm. think about something mm -hmm. and just get that. And it was the same feeling. That when I when God was really telling me it was time for me to come out from the entertainment. Okay. Every time it was time for me to go to a rehearsal, I got this feeling, and I knew I wasn't supposed to be a part of this anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't say a word, Doctor T, but Michael, but I knew I didn't want to have the next round of chemo. But Michael said it to me. He said, "I think you're supposed to pray about if you're going to take that second round of chemo." But I had already made up my mind, but since I had some sores in my mouth from the chemo from before, I wasn't really talking. And um, But I knew I, I didn't want to take it. And that's when we talked with you. We shared with mm -hmm. you and Bishop. I wasn't going to, uh, I didn't feel yeah. comfortable. Because you know, I really tossed back and forth mm -hmm. if I was going to do the Any treatment. Other. In, right, I remember. Mm -hmm. And right. so, um, and, and what happened was, first of all, you have to trust God whether you do the treatment or, or not, not. Mm -hmm. right right um, but after research and then i found out really after the fact after I, research you after listen research, you all if you're listening do your research there you yep. go and mm -hmm. and the, one of the reasons i don't share a lot about my testimony because see everybody's faith is different everybody's body is different right um one of the the doctors told michael i was one of the most the healthiest she, he said uh, unequivocally, he was the top guy in the radiation department. She was the healthiest patient he has seen at Cancer Center wow. Treatment of America wow. since they had been there. Wow, wow. He said she is a healthy woman with a tumor. Wow, wow. That was the declaration. Yes. Yeah. So what I did, even before I realized where the tumor was or what stage it was, and it was stage 3B, mm -hmm. Um. I did the research and Michael did some research and we just found whatever the protocol was for a person that has stage four cancer to heal themselves holistically. 
So we ordered stuff yep. and I started taking it because it took two months before I could even find out where it was in That's my right. body. That's right. So now you're talking, people wonder why I didn't tell everybody. We didn't have nothing to tell. And we had to guard our minds. And I told our children, I said, don't have me in the grave. We don't know what's going on until we find out. Wow. I hear God saying, don't say anything. Wow. But we started, we researched, we found out what people who are survivors to this day took with stage four cancer. Yeah. I started taking it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> And Lord he supported Jesus. me, you know, yeah. and what I love was we trust God and, it, you know, we were willing, whatever. If I left out of here, we were trusting God if I had to go through it. But I can guarantee you because the naturopathic doctor confirmed it after the fact. If I had taken that other round of chemo, I would not be here. Wow. Because once I refused. And, you know, they try to really encourage you to do it because it right. doesn't look good for your life if right. you don't. Right. Um, well, when I, I went back after a year, he said, give me permission to check out your medical history. Right. Because I need to see what was going on with your body. And um, so he did. When wow. I went back wow. six months later, when he found out, I'm in the 3% of the people that have an abnormally low white blood cell count. He asked me, were you a sickly child? You should have been a sickly child. You must have been a sickly child. I said, no, I very seldom get sick. He said, you didn't get cold. And I said, no. So um, because wow. I, I should have been, but look, it goes back to mm -hmm. how mom. Raised I was going to say that vitamin Bible girl, come on. Come on. Yep. And you know, yep. Mike is good for sending us text messages, anything. And we look like we got a cold. Mike gonna send yep. us a text. Take this, right. take that. And even yeah. when you know, with when we're going through with Josh, he'll say, Have Josh eat this. You know, right. it's hard with them young adults though, uh, Mike. I'm telling you, it's hard. I wish I could just wrestle him down to the ground and make him take right. those vitamins. Um, we're just trying to make sure he stay on that medicine as much as possible. But sure, absolutely. Hey, um, but you know how I am about health and you know with bishop you know when bishop was um yes. when we found out that he was gonna have to he might when when he got diagnosed with diabetes and right. we had to change everything and i mean when right. he went right. through those classes um yeah. at kaiser for um to learn how to eat differently i went through them with him and Absolutely. it changed the way i eat yes. even to this day and yeah. um I, I mean it's just amazing how you know and we've gone through our battles of of illness um in our with with him with me with our children um particularly mm -hmm. with joshua and so but you're right those things test um test us at a different level yeah. in our yeah. in our relationship and particularly in our marriage so let me let me just as we wrap up uh, is there any if you could give any advice to any couple or even single person about just having a support system for health and wellness. Cause some, some, some of my listeners are single. They may not be married or they may be married and still don't feel supported or they may be single and wondering, you know, well, how do I have somebody support me? I'm single. So talk about the, the importance of having a good support system for health and wellness. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give? Um, it's interesting. I mean, I would always find out when you need support, then you need to find people who believe in that. Because when you talk a lot of times to people who don't think it takes all of that. I'm witness. I'm a witness. Yeah. Yes. They're like, they see you coming and they'll catch themselves. They'll say, oh, I was feeling like, and they catch themselves because they know you tell us, we're going to say, well, you know what? Are you taking <laughs> You know, Dr. Tony, we're like that because it we, works. Not only does it work, but it re we wrestle with if we care about them, and yeah. at least if we know this information that has benefited us, we feel like we are obligated to at least share right. it for yes. them to consider. Yes. To consider it, you see. Yeah. And and um, you know, it takes thirty years is a long time to know whether you've been on the wrong track. Right. Yeah. And uh, the other thing is, I think is that has been very beneficial to me is. 
I Google and research everything I yeah, can yeah. With a, without a medical background. You are known for sending a link. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Gamble going to send you a link yes, via text, via email. He's going to be like, check out this website and read this. And and you know what, Tina? Sometimes Michael just send us a text out the blue. We're, no, no warning, no, no, no message before it. Just a link. <laughs> just a link. I remember, I remember I got to send a message. <laughs> he just send you a link out of the blue, and it don't ain't no rhyme or reason. It might be midnight at night. It might be six in the morning. I guess whenever he think about it. Oh my, this is, you got a link. You got a link ministry, Mike. You got a link ministry. Link, yes, link ministry. Yes, ma'am. That's right. That's what we probably need to call it. It has benefited us tremendously. I know. It has benefited and us And it's benefited us too. I'm telling you, you, yeah. you all have supported us and our health goals. And I know, yeah. I know when, when Bishop got diagnosed with um, being pre-diabetic and then moving over into um, diabetes and he look you were one of his main counselors yes he he called you he was like hey mike tell me what to do what to take yeah. what to, and, you know and and you would tell him listen to your wife listen to dr tony that's right, that's right. That's right. thank that's you right. thank you well, well, let me let me quickly say one of the things you said some time ago i don't know whether we were we had moved to our new location by then or not but you were talking about your regimen and right. how you had to push yourself and and the more you did it the easier it was to do it right. and you said the reason why you were pushing bishop jay was because hey you didn't want to check it out early on. Right. You not only that you loved him, but hey, I don't want you to be leaving here before you're supposed to be leaving here. Right. So I, I need you to consider, you know, working out a little more or whatever. And I thought it just made so much sense. And I'm you like, know what? And that. that that's that said, you know, one of the things I say in my book, and I often say to people about self-care, self-care is not selfish. Actually, I can't take that's care right. of you if I'm not taking care of that's me. Correct. And that's when I'm amen. when I'm healthy and well, that's a gift to everybody in my community. Yeah, I'm a right. gift to my family. If amen. the let, you know, I said to to my children one time recently, I was like, you know, if you're gonna, if you if you are um, unhealthy and unwell, then your family has to end up taking care of you. And right. that that's time away from their job. That's time away from their career. That's time away from their money. You're going to pay one way or the other. You're going to pay either to be healthy or you're going to pay to be sick. And right. so, so we might as well invest in being healthy and not just me yeah. being healthy, but my whole family, my whole community, Absolutely. because what's the point yeah. of me being healthy and everybody else in the house is sick. Absolutely. Right. Not Absolutely. Good. Not good. 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 Yeah. Any final advice to couples? Um, just, to, I think always be intentional, you know, talk about what your health goals are, you know, talk about what, talk about what's going on with your body. That's the one thing I was going to say, even for sick, everyone know your body, know when you're feeling good, you know, know when something is mm -hmm. a little off and, and, and don't be slack in responding to that because our right. bodies are always speaking to us. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if right. I wasn't constantly in tune, and that's why they say it, it was anal cancer, that um, it that's the one that a lot of times people overlook till it's too late. Okay. Know you your know, body. End up dying or having a colostomy bag, you know. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if you're not in tune, I was in tune with my body that something just is wasn't right. normal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yes, just yeah, so I, know your I body. Agree. I think, um, yeah, I would agree. I would say also, particularly to brothers, that um, one of the things that's important, especially as you get older, but even as a young man, be honest. To that, own, my father used to say this all the time to me. To that own self, be true. Okay. You, you can't. It's important to be uh, honest with yourself, and it's nothing. It's no slack on your manhood if you don't feel well. Um, I grew up. Unfortunately, I grew up a sickly child because I had older parents, and they didn't know that a lot of the the uh, dust and uh, mm -hmm. them being older, not being able to clean up as well. Uh, I was allergic to it, so I I was sick every year. Uh, yeah. Upper respiratory infection, okay. eating cheese and milk. I didn't know until I was in college that I couldn't eat that stuff. Wow. So it's important to be, be honest with yourself and uh, be transparent with your wife on how you're feeling. Yeah. Nothing wrong with sharing. I don't feel that well. Nothing wrong with taking a day or two just to rest. You won't get your man car revolt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Amen. As and a matter of fact, you'll live longer. No. Go to, And go to the doctor. Go Thank to the you. Doctor. No, for That's sure. That's right. Because mm -hmm. that's one of the things our husbands, 
or men sometimes tend to not do and wives are pushing them. You need to yeah. go to the doctor and all of that. Um, yeah. Good, good, good. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank, thank you, you thank Tina. You, you guys, y'all, I appreciate you all for helping us with this conversation. Yeah. I can't wait for, our, uh, for everybody to just, you know, really listen in and pull this in. I want to, I know that there's going to be fruit coming out of this conversation. Uh, yeah. Not just, like I said, not just for our marriage, but even for those who are single in our community. Yeah. It's important that we have a healthy community. That's why I'm doing this podcast. Cause I believe in this message. I know what it's done in my life. And I'm like, you might, you, why get something good and not want to share it with others? And Absolutely. so that's why I asked some of the best people in the world to come on here and just share your information, share freely as, as I have received freely. I want to give back to my community because I want a healthy community. I want to be a part of a, a healthy marriage. I want my children to be healthy. I want my family healthy. I want my church family healthy. I want mm -hmm. the community in which I live the world as much as possible. If I can do my part, and especially now as we are in this COVID-19 pandemic, right. how important is our health and wellness? I mean, little did I know when I started this, this podcast on March 2nd that we would be in a pandemic. Isn't that something? I had no idea. Right. When God right. told me, and I was, I was, I had it in my heart to do this last year and never got around to it. And when I came into 2019, the Lord said, this is the year to do 2020. The Lord said, this is the year you, you're doing it this year. So I said, mm -hmm. okay, well, we'll launch it in March. I'm thinking, okay, I'm launching it in connection with women's history month because it's March. And, but little did I know that we would be in a global pandemic mm -hmm. and health and wellness will be at the forefront Right. Of Absolutely. what we needed. So I, be, I believe nothing happens by accident and nothing happens right. by uh, happenstance. Wasn't no, I wasn't no genius in doing this, but I was just following God and following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I, I see this as a part of my ministry and what God has called me to Very do. Good. And I appreciate you for being on this journey, for being a role model to me, because in a lot of ways you've helped me, particularly when it comes to the herbs. I have my own herb and vitamin regimen based on Amen. some of the recommendations that you have made. And Amen. so um, I appreciate Thanks. you all. Thank you again, Mike. Thank you, Tina. You're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Tony. I am so delighted about bringing the Harmonize Your Life podcast to you. Would you do me a favor? If you are enjoying this, this podcast, would you email me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com? I want to hear from you. I want your feedback. I want to know if there are any other topics that you are interested in as it relates to wellness, self-care, nutrition, or just overall bringing harmony into your life. Email me, contact me at hello at drtonyalvarado.com.